Hey, I'm Kat. Hi, I'm Sarah. Welcome to Eco Curious Conversations. If you've just found us, we're happy that you're here. And if you're a loyal listener, welcome back. We're grateful for your contribution to this mission. And our mission is to inspire vulnerability and awareness in order to become more mindful of our everyday actions and how they affect the planet, each other, but also, most importantly, ourselves. And today we're talking about a really fun topic. Uh, we're talking about nature and falling in love with nature or maybe re-falling in love with nature. Uh, what that means to us, how that helps us also push forward to our to our goals of wanting to help save this planet and to help, yeah, be more mindful of our actions. Uh, but how does falling in love with nature make that happen? Uh, so this is a fun episode. We talk a little bit about that and... Um, some fun activities that you can also do for yourself to fall in love with nature, maybe for the first time uh, or maybe just again. So hmm. thank you for listening along. Uh, and as always, please inspire others and please subscribe. You can find us on our website at ecocuriousconversations.com, on Instagram at ecocuriousconvos or on Facebook. Hello, Sarah. Hello. It's actually, it's been a while since we've recorded a podcast since uh, you've been. been home into the U.S. Yeah, it's been um, at least been six weeks. Yeah. It's been at least six weeks. It so I'm excited to be, uh, to be virtually looking at you again and to be recording nice. another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun. And I'm also quite excited for today's uh, topic. I have to say this was inspired by Paul Hawken. Uh, I went to an event in Amsterdam and it was the uh, book launch of his book, Regeneration, but the Dutch translation of the book, um, which obviously I can't read, <laughs> but the event was in English, <laughs> thankfully. And kind of what inspired this was a question that somebody had asked in the audience when we were talking about climate change and what can people do and how can we all help? And somebody asked, you know, but how do we how do we incorporate this into education? And his answer literally gave me goosebumps. And mm. he said, um, you have to teach, like, what can we do with children? And what can we do in education? And his answer was just so plain and clear. And he said, you have to teach people to fall in love again. You have to teach them to fall in love because people mm. fight for what they love, not for what they fear. Mm. And I just got goosebumps again. Um, and I just found that so powerful because yeah, you indeed, you don't actually need to tell children about the fear and about the doomsday situation that is climate change, but you teach them to fall in love with nature and the trees and the mountains and the beautiful sunsets and the skies and the waves. Mm. And then they love it so much that they want to protect it. And just it's him true. saying it, people will fight for what they love and not for what they fear. I found it so powerful. Mm. So we're going to talk a little bit about, yeah, I guess, falling in love with nature again um, and how we do that with children, but also as adults, mm. because I find Maybe that even more so as adults. Yeah. 
<laughs> we like forget sometimes, right? Mm, yeah. We I get had- too caught up in our schedules and our busy lives. And I think we forget about taking time to slow down or just walk outside or just actually notice things around us. Yeah. And even just like act like children almost, you know? Yeah, it's true. I had like curiosity when looking at things. Yeah. But I had this moment yesterday morning, a friend of mine and I went for a walk in the morning and it's fall in Amsterdam now and all the leaves are falling off the trees. And it was a bit, it was blue sky, beautiful day, but it was also a bit windy. And so the leaves were falling and growing up, we had this tradition, uh, Actually, actually, when we were cycling, that if you caught a leaf, then we were going to a pancake breakfast. And if you caught a leaf, you got like extra pancakes. And <laughs> so the tradition stands now for me and my sister that whenever somebody catches a leaf on their bike, you get a free lunch. But so my <laughs> friend and I were walking down the street and all of these leaves were falling and I started running after them. And it's hard to catch a leaf when they're falling because they don't fall linearly down. They <laughs> swirl and twirl and the wind takes them and then they run into a car and then they go into the water and they kind of just like go around you know and so yeah. my friend and I were just running through the street laughing so hard smiling trying to catch these leaves and it, it felt like one of these moments again where you're yeah just falling in love again or just enjoying the moment and really being appreciative in a childlike way of nature and I think it's I, because as adults, we think that we're going to appear silly and that's yes. what holds us back. That's what I was just going to say is like, how do we <laughs> get adults to to do that? Because we were in, you know, yeah. we're in the middle of a, a busy city and we were just <laughs> running around the streets catching leaves. And there were some people cycling past us that were smiling or, or you know, kind of like noticing what we were doing and chuckling. But yeah, how do you get people to do hmm. the same? <laughs> It's like we look yeah. stupid or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do we how do we not get caught up in what we think we appear to look like and rather mm. just like enjoy the moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. without thinking about what it looks like or how it appears to others? Yeah, because it was just so fun. We were laughing mm. so hard. It was great. I caught one. Leaf. She <laughs> caught two. <laughs> oh wow! Nice. <laughs> I know. I know. But so the challenge goes now that whenever you're cycling, you know, you try and I try and catch a leaf on my bike, and it is funny because I have this moment where I feel stupid because I'm by myself <laughs> on my bike. It's also different <laughs> yeah. if you're with somebody. I'm by myself on my bike, and all of a sudden leaves are falling, and I'm reaching for these leaves everywhere, and I feel <laughs> stupid. But the moment I catch one, it's like, oh, cool, you know. Yeah. But I I think like if I was someone walking and I saw someone doing exactly that, it would bring a smile to my face. Like it would make me like smile for a long time because I just Mm -hmm. feel like because I would feel like I've just witnessed some sort of like innocent. Just like love or Mm -hmm. like just some sort of just like innocent pleasure, I guess you could say. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. That's 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 my reflection recently. How do you reflect on uh yeah, falling in love with nature or just falling in love with the planet again? I feel like um like when we talk about children, it becomes a little bit more natural to children. I think it's because they have like this curiosity or they're not afraid to get excited about things. They're not afraid mm. to appear excited about mm-hmm. like a discovery or something that they notice or something that they've never seen before or and being okay feeling that way as an adult and as um a grown-up 
<laughs> sense. So I can think of times when, you know, I'm out for a walk and I've looked at a tree and I'm like, oh my God, like how smooth that bark is. Do you see how smooth that bark is? You know, yeah, like someone yeah. with me is just like, who cares? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, but like, it's just like, I think it's just noticing and appreciating like, just like the marvel of nature but and like what would have to happen to make something like that happen or it appear that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on a walk recently and it's springtime here and um, there was this smell and I was just like, that smells amazing. I don't recognize it. I don't know what that is. I have to figure out where that's coming from. So I was like, I was on this path and I'm like smelling all of these things. And I'm like this, this bush, it's coming from this bush and I'm smelling it. And I'm like, I don't even know how to describe that smell, but it was like so sweet and so nice. And so I have this like little app on my phone that identifies plants. So oh, yeah, I, I have that too. <laughs> so I did that. And it was some sort of magnolia. I wouldn't have known it was a magnolia because it was more of like a bush um, and had smaller flowers, but it smelled amazing. Mm. And yeah, so I think maybe that's one of those moments of just, you know, noticing something beautiful about nature and then like I had to find where that was coming from Mm. and how is there something out there just producing that smell and it just makes the air smell so nice and I was thinking about that today actually when walking like thinking about springtime and like how what a good feeling that like during springtime you can just like smell flowers like you can just Mm. smell sweet things in the air yeah that's uh, that's actually really special yeah yeah (laughs) I'm a person that stops and smells the flowers for Mm. sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And do you think that like maybe for both you and I, some of the uh, push or the, the, the purpose for wanting to, you know, help do something to save the planet comes from loving nature and wanting to protect it? Because I think for me, that's totally it. And when, Paul said that he said people fight for what they love, not what they fear. Immediately it resonated with me. Yeah. And it's incredible to me because so much of, you know, climate propaganda has always been fear based. And here's a picture of wildfires and here's a picture of oil spills and here's a picture of the worst things that can happen. Oh, no, like, don't let it happen. Like fear, fear, fear. Mm. What do you see or what do you feel when you see those images? For me, when I see the fear-based propaganda, it makes me not want to be part of this like cause. Like mm. that's just me personally. I mm-hmm. see that and I like don't want to be any part of it. And I feel sort of bad saying that. And maybe that sounds like it's naive of me. Um but, but what is does- like the feeling that it brings up in you? It it creates like a resistance, right? But is it, it does. like that's what I was, gonna say. I was gonna say? I couldn't think of the word, and you just said resistance. I was feeling like a push, like push it away from me. Yeah. Like yeah. that was the feeling of like I don't want to look at it. I don't want to, and I know like we still need to have a look at it, and we still need to like know that these things are going on. But that's not really what. But do you think me. it's because it's like it's it's not good? It's like not something to strive for. Like it's showing the worst case scenario, right? So it's showing like massive explosions in the ocean of oil spills. That's like, ooh, that is that is not good. Somehow for me, if I see, uh, yeah, I don't know, thriving corals, I'm thinking, yeah, that's what I want. That's what we're aiming towards. That's what we build towards. Ah, yeah. Rather than seeing the other way. 
the explosion and being like, oh my God, we don't want that. What do we do to not get that? Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost like negative or positive reinforcement in a way. Yeah. It's almost like, I think the other, like when you see the negative images, it feels sort of like hopeless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas like when you see the images of something thriving, it brings you hope. Yeah. 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 You want to like work towards that. Yeah. I feel like a feeling of hopelessness makes you feel like giving up. Yes. Yes. So like how many of us feel like when you feel hopeless, you were like, oh, that's just what I needed to keep moving forward. No, that's what you want. (laughs) Like that's when you like want to sit on the couch and not move. Yeah. 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 That's also what like Joanna Macy talks about. Right. In the work that reconnects, she's talking about active hope and how hope is a practice. It's not something that just comes, but in seeing all of the negativity in the world and all of the oil spills and, you know, the dying corals, it's a practice of actively being hopeful rather mm-hmm. than not. And that's, yeah. I think, where like the fighting for what you love comes in, because you can only mm. be hopeful if you love something so much that I want to be able to go back and dive into those active corals. Mm. Like you, you want it so much that you want to fight for it, fight for it, protect it to have it. That's true. Is it like, is it because it like creates a certain feeling within you because you've experienced something? Which is, is then why you like, need a, like to a have, memory. Yeah. Which is then why you need to have children fall in love because if they don't have that connection, then there's nothing there. Yeah. Cause I think about, you know, someone that because there are people out there that don't enjoy being outside either that like they are afraid Mm -hmm. of, Mm -hmm. you know, insects or snakes, or they just don't like dirt or they don't, whatever it is. And they just don't Mm -hmm. enjoy being outside. I could see for them, it'd be really hard to like, (laughs) it would be a bit more challenging to cultivate this like love, Mm -hmm. um, of, of nature. It's possible, but like, there's not like a positive memory attached to the feeling of being outside so but yeah so how do you how do we bring those people around <laughs> but see that's also what yeah. that's also really like what inspired me during his talk is I don't work with children but I mean I work with adults and how can I as an individual who loves nature help other individuals maybe who don't love nature as much to to fall in love with nature and maybe it's hmm. not re-falling in love. Maybe it's falling in love for the first time. That, right. Yeah, they don't like dirt or something, but they've never experienced a moment where they're just lying in the grass, listening to wonderful music, a nice light breeze, the sun is shining, there's a beautiful smell. I mean, maybe they've just never experienced a moment in that in that way. Yeah. And so or how do we thought cultivate of other that? things in that moment and not the nature aspect. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, true. It comes thinking, back to a sense of presence. Right. There's like so many people that have gone to like, say, like an outdoor concert mm. and have loved being outside for a concert, but they're probably not thinking about the fact that they're like standing or sitting in the grass. They're probably yeah. just thinking about the atmosphere of all the people and listening to the music that they love and being in that scenario. Whereas like when you think about it, it could be like a beautiful evening or a really nice day. And that's what contributes to the whole feeling of it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that part. That is cool. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. So then it's just sometimes being in those moments, highlighting the, the, the surroundings of where you are. Hmm. Yeah. The outside. Yeah. Oh, very cool. And, you know, so there's also, there was another thing that um, Paul said in the talk because, you know, he said, yeah, teach them to refall in love again. And also be cautious that you don't inform them too early about the climate crisis, essentially, mm. because then they will it, it goes too close to the fear base before they have a chance to like fall in love. And I was speaking with a, a friend of mine who's a teacher and she works with children. And so there's like three phases of seeing the world as a child that you can kind of um, teach to children. And so mm. the first from age like zero, one to seven is that the world is beautiful. There are beautiful things around. Um, that one is not so hard, right? Like you can see the grass, the butterflies, it's flowers. Um, the world is beautiful. From mm. seven to 14 is the world is good. And so people mm. are good. The world is good. Things work well. Everything is good. And then from 14 to 21 is the world is real. And the world is real is not that the world is bad, but that there can be bad things that happen. And so that's when you would then enter in climate change. So only at 14 is when mm. kind of you can enter in that phase of, you know, there are things that are not beautiful and yeah. good and wonderful and perfect and happy all the time. <laughs> and I really I like liked that breakdown as well. Yeah. And I like how that stated the world is real. Mm. Like it's just it's just simple. It's just real. Yeah. And for it to be real, it means it's going to have good and bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think then at that point is then when you can... Because by 14, also, you've probably already cultivated, like, a love of nature, mm. hopefully, at that point. Um, also, understand feelings a bit more at that age. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then into puberty, mm, <laughs> also. <yeah. laughs> Just bring it all in at once. Puberty, climate crisis, yeah. you know, all, all together. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe wait. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe not hit it all at once. I don't know. <laughs> yeah it could be a bit much but yeah i think, I think it's, it's a- also you can probably just tell per person or per child i mm. think that's like a really good rule of thumb it was like wait until that around that age but also mm-hmm. like you'll know the person that you're dealing with and mm-hmm. and what might be best for them and whether or not you should like wait a little longer or not yeah yeah and just not too early was the only yeah. thing yeah yeah yes exactly yeah. No, it's very interesting. Hmm. But what really interests me, I think, mostly is with adults and how do we get the adults back into the re-fall in love with nature part and how do we do that? And how do we also cultivate that in our day-to-day life? I know that I actually shared with you kind of a feeling that I had yesterday of this disconnect, feeling that, you know, I'm I'm working in sustainability to try and help save our complex economies and our ecosystem mm. and our planet. But I'm just sitting behind a computer all day. <laughs> <laughs> it somehow feels like there's this disconnect that I'm not physically doing anything. And that, that mm. it it causes a bit of like 
I don't know, push and pull. Like I'm doing something. I'm not doing something. I'm doing something. I'm not doing something. And I can, I can resonate or I can imagine that there are also probably a lot of other individuals who feel the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because there'd be some roles where they're very hands-on and they're in the depths of it out actually outside and dealing with things. But then there are going to be background people such as yourself that are (laughs) doing things that maybe aren't as like visible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I understand that. I think it's a really interesting feeling um, because it does feel like if you were able to somehow, you know, sit outside in an area that has lots of greenery and, you know, it just is a nice atmosphere and you're around, maybe you hear birds or whatever it is. I could see how that would be much more inspiring <laughs> mm-hmm, and easier mm-hmm. to just like keep going because you're like seeing um what you're working for in front of you. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But do you also feel that it has to be nature? Like we fall in love with nature. Do you I, think it has to be that? Interesting. That's interesting. I, I immediately feel yes, but. I do too. <laughs> that's just my immediate reaction. I haven't really. That's a really interesting thought. You know, I'm also just wondering, like, yeah, uh, what if it's, well, animals are also a part of nature, right? Yeah. But what if you love architecture and, Mm. you know, you want to, you you love it so much, you want to protect the, the new type of sustainable architecture. You want to be able to see buildings. I don't know. I'm really, I don't know. That is interesting. Because then I think about the, there's also that type of architecture that um, like sort of like blends in with its surroundings. Like it's, it's built in a way that it like um, uh, shows off nature. I'm trying mm-hmm. to, there's a specific house that I'm thinking of that's done by a famous architect and I cannot think of the name of it right now, but a lot of people go to view it because the way that it sits on like this hill, it's been positioned in a way that it like, sort of blends in and there's like a waterfall and it just mm-hmm. sort of like mm-hmm. mimics mm-hmm. nature. nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. So I guess you're right. There could be other ways, but somehow it always ties back to nature. It does. I mean, it does, but then an interesting element, it could also be like people. Because I think like sometimes we can get stuck in like, oh, people are doing bad things. But maybe if we have more like faith in people again, then Mm -hmm. there can be, then change can be brought about as well. Mm. That's also a nice one. If you have like faith in humanity, Mm. that feels like a much bigger one. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow when when I just say that out loud, I feel, oh, wow, that feels a lot harder. (laughs) <laughs> or, you know, like it, it somehow feels it does, like a bigger. It does. And I think the reason why is um, everything in nature gives. So nature is automatically very giving, very like, I would say probably a bit easier to love. Whereas humans, we can tend to be um, very <laughs> selfish <laughs> and not so much uh givers we Mm. are more Mm. takers (laughs) Mm. so i guess that's why that feels a bit harder yeah 
Yeah, true. It's interesting. Huh? I, I think that it just in reflecting, I think it ties back to everything that we've been talking about in the last few episodes of being mm. present, of cultivating joy, um, listening to nature. Uh, it does. All of those things. I really think it ties back to that. And that's actually, if you're listening and you're like, how do I fall in love with nature? I don't do that. Or I don't like nature. I think that's where it comes from is um, being present and aware in yourself and going out into nature. And it also doesn't need to be silent. You know, for example, I actually listened to an album this morning, m- music that I haven't listened to in a really long time. And uh, I was on my bike going to yoga this morning and I was listening to it and it just felt so, I don't know, profound. And it also mm. reminded me that it yes. doesn't, it doesn't need to be specifically only the sounds of nature or the sounds of the world that can also give you that. Um, and sometimes I'm a bit hard on myself for that because I think, oh, you shouldn't always listen to music on your bike, you know, listen to the the world. But this listening to this album just brought me back to this moment, uh, this su- this summer. Yeah, earlier this summer. And I was lying on the concrete, even just on the ground uh, next to the next to the river in Amsterdam. And there was birds flying above me. There was like beautiful clouds. And I just really had this like wonderful. It's like a 20 minute album, a classical music album. And whoa. And then I had the same sort of feeling this morning. And it just yeah, it reminded me that it doesn't only need to be I have to sit in nature by myself and meditate and then I can fall in love with nature again. You know, it doesn't, it, 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 it doesn't have to be that way and it can be however you see it. And if you're going to a concert, something like that also, like that can also be another great way to experience the outdoors. Mm. Yeah. I think music can sometimes highlight the mm-hmm. beauty because I was the same. This morning I was on a walk and I was listening to music and I don't always listen to music. I kind of just let myself see how I'm feeling that day if mm. I want to listen to all the sounds around me or if I want to listen to music and same thing there is just certain songs that um even though I've listened to them over and over again it's just like walking like through trees or maybe the sunlight's coming through a certain way that just uh, evokes a different kind of emotion in me mm. um yeah at one point I was just feeling like a bit choked up and I was just like I just I love life cute. <laughs> <laughs> But like, but like that feeling of like, you have this moment and you're like, I'm actually just so happy. And Mm. I feel really lucky to have this life, Mm. Mm. but it doesn't come all the time. But I I think, I think, um, yeah, music is another nice way of actually appreciating nature even more. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. And actually just thinking about that, I think also uh, the term like to fall in love, I think actually it can be for other things. Now that I'm really thinking about mm. it and also people like we like we kind of had mentioned, it doesn't have to be humanity, but I think also for people that are around you, that mm. if you really do have close people around you that you love, you will also fight for them as well. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And so it doesn't have to be all of humanity. That feels a bit no. hard, right? Like we said, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> your your family, your friends, children, um, mm. grandchildren. Like, I feel like that was one of the reasons why we started this podcast is you and I were like fighting for our grandchildren's yeah, you know, a- availability to go into nature. We're fighting mm. for 
people in two generations ago, two generations farther from us that don't even exist yet. Mm -hmm. That's a really deep love. Yeah. That's super cool. (laughs) (laughs) I just put that together. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful. So I guess that's just what it is. Let's just all fall in love with life again fall in love with our surroundings fall in love with just the little things that happen it's a that's that's your homework <laughs> enjoy life fall in love fall in love that's all that's all so easy <laughs> <laughs> but i think that's another thing to remember that um like you said that moment that you just felt so happy it doesn't happen all the time and some days there are you know days in a row that it doesn't happen or months in a row that it doesn't happen. Mm. But that little sliver, when it does happen, <clears throat> it comes back to, it's yeah, it's all connected. Cultivating joy, it's very similar, right? Looking yeah. for those tiny little moments. When the leaves are falling and you catch for a leaf, <laughs> that's, a, mm-hmm. that's a fun moment. It just yeah. feels very joyful as well. Yeah. Cultivating joy and you find love. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so... That was a a huge uh, eye-opener for me. And it just put a lot of things into perspective. Um, Mm. And Paul Hawken just said it so simply that people fight for what they love and not what they fear. And it also just puts more, you know, reminder for me that to also focus on the things that you love and not the things that you fear. Mm. Yes. I think it's a very different mindset that, Again, if we go back to the the like coral reefs, if you're focusing on on enhancing the diversity and recreating the coral reefs rather than focusing on what could happen if oil spill happens again or all of the plastic in the ocean. I don't know. I believe in like the manifestations of whatever you put your attention on, that's more what happens also. Mm. Obviously a lot of work has to be done. And it doesn't just ma- magically manifest Oof. coral reef, <laughs> but it's just where you put your attention, where you place your attention, mm. place your attention on the things that you love rather than the things that you fear. Also, maybe that's a much more practical way as an adult to do I it rather so than, yeah. rather than place saying it, but like place your attention on those things. Purposely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you love? Mm. What do you love and focus your attention there? Yeah a big question (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is what do you love sarah (laughs) you (laughs) right back at you (laughs) so you'll fight to fight to protect me (laughs) yes (laughs) always Uh, oh that was cute that's a wholesome way to end it i think we should end it there Uh, we uh, hope that we've inspired you a little bit today and you know just go out and or just think about things that you love and place your attention there yeah and as always um please inspire others as well and uh, you can find us on our website at ecocuriousconversations.com on instagram at ecocuriousconvos or on facebook <laughs>